This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. Iraq is lashing out at the United States for a series of strikes inside Iraq against Iran-backed militias. NPR's Jane Araf has more from Baghdad. The U.S., in announcing the strikes, said it told the Iraqi government beforehand. But the Iraqi government spokesman said that's not true. The Iraqi government is in a tough position because Iran-backed parties and militias are major political and security players. Government spokesman Bassem al-Awadi called the strikes a blatant aggression, which were driving Iraq to the abyss. He said U.S. forces in Iraq had now become a threat to the country's stability. Iraq declared three days of mourning for the 16 fighters and civilians it said were killed in the attacks. Jane Araf, NPR News, Baghdad. The U.S. launched airstrikes yesterday, hitting 85 targets in Iraq and Syria, being used by militants supported by Iran. This was to retaliate for last weekend's drone attack on a base in Jordan that killed three U.S. service members. Widespread demonstrations against the far-right AFD party are taking place across Germany for the third week in a row. The BBC's Damien McGuinness reports it's in response to a meeting of extremists and AFD members where they discussed plans to deport people with non-German backgrounds. Here at the German parliament building, the Reichstag, I can see large crowds gathering in protest against the far right. They include church groups, trade unions and environmentalists, together with other groups such as one called Grannies Against the Far Right. They're here to hold hands and form a giant human chain around the parliament building to symbolise how ordinary people want to protect German democracy against right-wing extremism. Now, since the demos began a few weeks ago, the AFD has slipped in the polls to just under 20%. The BBC's Damien McGuinness. Today is the first anniversary of the fiery train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. While the EPA says the site has largely been cleaned up, a stream that flows through the town is still polluted. From member station WESA, Reed Frazier reports. The derailment and subsequent chemical spill killed 40,000 fish and other wildlife in Sulphur Run. After months of cleanup, many of the chemicals are gone, but the sediment in the stream is still coated in an oily sheen. That worries Chrissy Ferguson. She's been out of her family's house for the past year. Sulphur Run flows through a culvert under her house. I want a safe home for my family. Um, That's all I've ever wanted. I no longer feel safe in this home. The EPA is reviewing a plan submitted by Norfolk Southern to clean up the remaining pollution. For NPR News, I'm Reed Frazier in East Palestine, Ohio. And you're listening to NPR News in Washington. The International Court of Justice has ruled that it has jurisdiction to hear a case brought by Ukraine against Russia. It was filed shortly after Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine nearly two years ago. It charges that Russia was falsely using the 1948 Genocide Convention to justify the invasion. After two years of political paralysis today, the people of Northern Ireland are getting their own government again. 
Vicki Barker reports from London. Two years to the day after it collapsed, five days after the mostly Protestant Democratic Unionist Party, or DUP, agreed to end its boycott, Northern Ireland's power-sharing government is assembling in Belfast to revive the institutions set up as part of the 1998 peace accords. And for the first time, the person leading the semi-autonomous British province will be a nationalist whose predominantly Catholic party wants to leave the U.K. Sinn Féin's Michelle O'Neill will take up the role after her party won the most seats in the last elections in May 2022, overtaking the DUP, which wants to preserve the union with Britain. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. South Carolina is holding the first official Democratic primary today. It's the state that gave President Biden a boost in winning the 2020 nomination. He's heavily favored to win this time against Minnesota Representative Dean Phillips and self-help author Marianne Williamson. Republicans will hold their primary three weeks from today. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington.